Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. So if you're a podcast listener that has been listening for a while now, you know that it is absolutely no secret that I love to travel. I think we're in our 401st episode, which honestly still blows my mind. How in the world have I done 400 episodes and one? And you're still listening. I think that is just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. I don't know if I'd listen to myself for 401 episodes, <laughs> but I'm so thankful that you have. But I have covered so many different topics about traveling because it is something that is really dear to me. It's something that I love to do. And I think that it helps you just escape all the crap that's happening in your life, that's happening in your world, and helps you see things through a different perspective. So I'm going to do another episode on travel because I think it just, I don't know, it feels like the right time, doesn't it? 
I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today I'm talking get your travel on, oh, and save some money while you're doing it. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Man, this podcast episode, it has me daydreaming, looking at sites, figuring out where I can go next. I have a serious travel addiction. Um, Not to make light of addiction, not at all, but I'm just saying... I really love to travel. I I feel like it's sort of the reason I wake up and breathe every morning. And yet there are so many parts of traveling that I absolutely don't like. And the irony is that we travel at least once a month, whether it's for the podcast or an event that I'm talking at or speaking at, or it's for an article that Jeff, my husband's writing, whatever it is, we're on the road. I feel like I'm channeling my my inner Willie Nelson here on the road again. Please tell me that you know that song. It's such a great song. Um, Willie just captures what it feels like to be free and out exploring. And it's the whole reason that I travel, even though there are so many parts of traveling that I absolutely do not like. Like long lines, long lines, I get claustrophobic. Um, I just you know, you have to wait in the security line and you can't have water or you've got to dump the water out when you get to the end of the security line. So I'm such like a pragmatic, uh, practical person that, you know, my theory is like, okay, I've got to dump the water before I even get in the line because I don't want to hold up the people behind me in the line by, you know, rifling through my bag to pull out the water. So then I'm thirsty by the time I get through the line. And, you know, we live in Los Angeles, one of the busiest, craziest, I think worst airports known to man. I have traveled through so many different airports. And I got to tell you, if you are traveling to LA or through LA, it sucks. Even if you have TSA pre-check, it takes forever to get to your terminal when you're driving into the airport. I mean, I love Lyft and Uber, but you have seriously messed up my airport. It can take us, no joke, like 45 minutes from coming right into the airport to actually get around to where our terminal is. And it's insane. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It just is always super crowded. And then I don't know who designed LAX, but whoever did, I would love to talk to you because they have designed the way the lines go and the different terminals. It just, it doesn't even make sense. And so you end up waiting in a long line or you get shuttled to like another terminal. And then somehow you got to work your way back after you go through security. 
it's just, it's not, um, it's not a fun part of traveling. And every single time we go and we embark on a trip, it, it feels like we've got to go through LAX, even though there are other airports around that are smaller, they usually cost more money to go through. So sometimes it's like, okay, I'd rather pay more money to go to that particular airport because I know I'm just going to have a much more enjoyable experience. So I'm super jealous of you if you live someplace where you've got an airport that's easy and you can just kind of like breeze your way in. (laughs) I'm moving to your city. That's what I'm doing. I'm packing my bags and I'm moving to your city because this thing is ridiculous. You know, it already takes us, okay, I promise this is not like a bitch fest, (laughs) but it already takes us forever to get to the airport because traffic is just such a pain in the ass in LA. But you know, then that whole process, it just, it really takes like the steam out. And even though I do all of my money saving rituals up until that point, sometimes we get through security and I'm so hungry and I just like, forget it. I don't want the snack that I packed that I know is cheaper and healthier for me. Just get me something sugary or something carby that I know my body is just going to hate me for. But I got I to gotta like release this tension somehow. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe if you live somewhere where you are a uh, crowded airport, you can totally relate to what I'm saying. Or if you travel a lot for, for business or for pleasure. I mean, it's just become not fun, I think. There are a lot of parking fees, like whether we decide to take an Uber or a Lyft to the airport or we decide to park at the airport, it's still going to be a chunk of change. And so I'm always looking between the both of those to try and figure out what makes the most sense. Um, you know, we have had some Uber drivers <laughs> that have taken us to the airport. And I mean, it's been like kamikaze driving and I am like hanging on to, you know, the railing in the car for dear life, just praying like, oh God, please help us just get to the airport. <laughs> I don't even care. Um, on the, on this last trip, we were in an Uber and I don't know, she just had a lead foot and I appreciate that she was trying to get us to the airport in a speedy way, but I wanted to get there alive. And Jeff looked over, he was like telling a story and he looked over at me at one point and I was just like crouched down, clinging onto the, the handrail my eyes were closed. <laughs> he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I just gave him this look like, do you not also feel like we are going to lose our life on this trip to the airport? And um, anyway, we made it, of course, safely. Um, and I was a, being a bit of a drama queen, but um, I don't know. It's just crazy. And then, you know, when you when you get to the destination you're going to, you eat out a lot, like almost every meal, particularly if you're staying in a hotel. So that's a whole other podcast, but I've really had to learn how to stay healthy and travel because managing my mind and my body, particularly over the last year and a half has been super tricky for me. I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've battled anxiety and depression and I've been panic stricken on, on flights. I had this happen to me before when I was in my twenties, I would just get so scared to fly and I would break out into a sweat and it just, people would try to talk to me on the airplane. It was like, I couldn't even hear them. The minute there was turbulence, I I would just 
I would freak out. And so I kind of got to that place where that was happening again with me. And I was like, oh God, I thought I got rid of this thing, but it sort of came back, but came back with like just full gusto and glory to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm having those tension moments as I'm, as I'm boarding the plane, I'm doing all kind of like all my, you know, good luck measures. I pray, I touch the plane before I get in. I, uh, I, you know, all sorts of craziness I do in my head. Other people don't see that because you would, you would probably think I'm crazy. Um, but really like the minute we get up in the air and if the captain doesn't come on like pretty much within the first 10 minutes and let us know what the flight's going to be like. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like a wreck. And even when he does sometimes, and I know we're going to fly over weather or something like that. I, it's just, it's, it takes every ounce out of me to make it to the destination. And again, this is crazy because we fly like every month. So <laughs> I go through this process like every month and I'm doing a lot of acupuncture now, which is totally helping with the anxiety and depression. So hopefully I'm on the up and up with that. But again, that's a whole other podcast. And then we got those crazy bag fees. You know, you've got $25. If there's two of you, it's $50. But I'm going to talk just in a little bit about kind of my credit card strategy that I use so that I don't have to deal with those. And it's a blessing. It's totally a blessing that we're able to travel for work, um, that Jeff and I are able to do it together, which is great. I I seldom go on trips by myself because I just, I prefer to have him with me if I can. Um, And, you know, I, I knew that this was the lifestyle I wanted to have. And honestly, when I was in, I think my early 20s, somebody interviewed me for an article and they asked me, okay, if you could make a living doing anything, what would it be? And I was like, oh my God, if I could make money and travel, to me, that would be the most amazing thing ever. You know, sign me up, like, what what do I need to do? And so, you know, the irony, of course, is that we've found a way to do it. And, um, you know, it's not perfect, but um, it works for us. And, you know, we've got some amazing destination podcasts coming up in the fall, but I really wanted to talk about some of the, the great money-saving tips that I use every single time we travel, what works, what doesn't work. You know, sometimes I find something that works and that works consistently. And even I'm like, wow, oh my God, I, I can't believe that actually works, but it works. And so I feel like I just want to inspire you that no matter what budget you have, no matter what amount of money is in your bank account, you know, you can, you can travel smart, you can do this smart. Even if you have a lot of money in your bank account, I don't want you to spend all that money. I I know there are ways because I've done it myself where you can travel, you can have a luxurious experience, but you still got some cash in the bank that you can, you know, put towards all those other goals that you really want to do. So before we dive into kind of all the nitty gritty, a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, 
savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use promo code ETM at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. 
Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When we were looking to hire someone at Millennial Money, we had no idea where to look to find good candidates for the job. And we ended up wasting a ton of time, a ton of money. And at the end of the day, we just didn't even find a good employee. So I'm so thankful we found ZipRecruiter. And honestly, we were just amazed at how easy the hiring process became, even for a small business like ours. The key is that ZipRecruiter, they learn what you're looking for. They identify the people with the right experience, and then they actually invite them to apply for your job. So they do all the hard work for you. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day, which is hilarious because we spent weeks and weeks trying to find the right person, totally unsuccessful. So one day for a quality candidate is like winning the lottery. The right candidates are out there and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Whether you're just building your business and you need to hire an employee to grow or you're more seasoned and you need to hire some good people. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. And at the end of the day, ZipRecruiter is just really the smartest way to hire. So this was a trick that I was completely surprised that works literally time and time again. I don't know if you have a membership to Costco. I think Sam's Club has a travel department as well, but Costco has a really awesome travel department. And I've, I've never actually booked a trip through them. I don't think their prices are super competitive, but what I do use it for is booking car rental. And we just booked a car rental for a few weeks now for a trip that we're going on. And I did the same process where I look at all of the different car rental sites and I kind of cross compare because when it comes to car rental, sometimes you can save yourself a ton of money and it just takes a little time to kind of hunt around. Um, I know it's a bit of a bore, but it really does help you save money. So I went on the Costco site and lo and behold, it was the cheapest rate by like 25 bucks, which 
is enough money for me to go, okay, I think I'm going to go in a different direction. But what I love about Costco when you rent a car through Costco is they include the second driver for free, which is great. Now, if you're by yourself, who cares, right? (laughs) But if you're a couple or you're traveling with a friend, it actually makes a difference because a lot of the car companies charge a pretty penny to add a second driver. And if you don't add the second driver and that other person is driving and they get in an accident, uh, it's not fun. (laughs) So I always look for the Costco deal if possible. And I'm going to tell you on the last like six trips, they have been more competitive. This was actually the time I saved the least amount of money, but I have saved up to like $80 once uh, compared to all of the other sites that I look at. So if you have a Costco membership, that travel department is definitely awesome for you. You can book online. Uh, Once you like sign up or log into the Costco account, you don't have to actually show your card when you go rent your car, but it really is a big deal. So flights and hotel and eating out are really the places where you end up spending a ton of money when you travel. And like I said, I've been traveling pretty consistently for well over 10 years now. And I've kind of honed the art and figured out what works and what doesn't work. I know that a lot of people hate having a ton of credit cards. I certainly understand that, particularly if you're inclined to actually charge stuff on the credit card and then not pay it off. Hey, Look, I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand in that because I have done that many times in my life. So um, I understand how that process works. But having an airline credit card is, I think, one of the smartest moves you can make, even if you just travel infrequently, because it's such a powerful card to save you a lot of money. So we fly American or one of their affiliates a lot, and it's just because we happen to have the City Advantage card. It's not a particularly amazing credit card, but I got the credit card many, many years ago, and it became really valuable when they started charging for bags because, I mean, we look, we save $100 just right off the bat because we get free bags. And so uh, I think you can have up to four people travel with you and get free bags. That's a lot of money you're saving just by having the credit card. Now, these airline credit cards, they suck, right? Um, You get the free bags. You can sometimes get perks like the lounges. Maybe you can go there for free or a discounted price. Some of them even allow you to get like TSA pre-check or global entry for free. So there are lots of perks, Don't get me wrong, but the bad part about having an airline credit card is if you carry a balance on the card, it just is going to suck all the money out of you because there's usually high interest rates associated with them. A lot of them have annual fees. Now, I will tell you secretly between you and me, I have been able successfully for the last four years to call before my annual fee is supposed to hit my credit card. So I make a little note in my calendar app. It reminds me every year because I forget every single year. And I call the credit card company. I explain I've been a long longtime customer of theirs. I love their credit card, blah, 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 blah. But what I don't love is the annual fee. And I'm thinking about switching to another card that doesn't have an annual fee is there anything they can do? Can we work out a lower annual fee? Would they be willing to waive the annual fee? And 
just by being nice, just by asking every single year for the last four years, I've actually had my annual fee completely waived. Now, I'm not going to guarantee you that will happen um, because I know a lot of friends and family members who've tried the same thing and they haven't gotten waived consistently. Maybe they have a few years and other years they've gotten it reduced, things like that. But, But the crazy thing is, is it's just worth a question. And a lot of times, a lot of these questions aren't asked. So if you call up and you ask, they're more willing to waive the fee because they're not asked this question a lot of the time. So I think it's just a really smart thing to do because a lot of these annual fees are like a hundred bucks. And I know a lot better things I can do with a hundred bucks than send it off to my credit card company for their dumb annual fee. So that's just my thoughts on airline credit cards. If there's an airline that you fly all the time, like maybe you live in one of those cities where there's a hub airline, or maybe you fly Southwest all the time, whatever it may be, I really suggest looking into that particular airline credit card because you're going to save cash. But make sure you look at what the benefits are and make sure they make sense. Because I think there are a lot of credit cards now that are trying to say they're going to offer you all these benefits. And then in the back end, they don't. So you kind of want to do your own, you know, a little like CSI investigation and make sure that they're going to be legit. If not, if I'm not flying on American and I'm not using that card, I use this exact system for the best rates. I go first to Google Flights and I look up, okay, what are the dates for the lowest flight? Like, what's the date combination? And then I go over to a site called Mamundo. Uh, It's M-O-M-O-N-D-O, Mamundo. It sounds very Spanish, right? Um, And I also use it in coordination with Scott's cheap flights. We had Scott on the podcast. God, my God, it's probably like two years ago now. (laughs) Time really just goes by too fast. And Scott's cheap flight, it does cost money to join, but what they do is they send you emails out literally every day about the cheapest flights from your local airport to cities around the world. So, uh, you know, I'm constantly like teased by flights to Europe and things like that. But if you book quickly, you can usually get a really reduced rate. So that's kind of my system. I use it all the time. Um, I, I never go anywhere without checking those sites just to make sure I dial in like the right dates, um, to find the cheapest airfare. And when I do this system, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but sometimes a day here or there can lower your price by a hundred or more dollars. And that's some serious, serious cash. I have found, I don't know if you found this, but I have found that if you fly out on a Wednesday, it always seems to offer the lowest rates, but it does matter what day you come home. So if I'm going like a Wednesday to a Saturday, I'm usually going to have a higher rate than if I went a Wednesday to a Monday or a Wednesday to a Friday. So, you know, I mean, sometimes you just got to travel on the days you got to travel and that's just it. The days are the days and the price is the price and that's it. The best you can do is try and get the lowest price. But then other times you have more flexibility so you can kind of maneuver around. So that's just my two cents. You know, if you see a super deal on a flight, book it. I mean, another benefit with my American card that I didn't talk about is I'm able to actually hold a flight. Like if I find a flight 
and I'm just not sure, am I going to book it or not, I can actually hold it for free until that buys me a little extra time. I know there are other airlines that do this as well, where you can hold it for a fee. And sometimes I think it's actually worth it because what it allows you to do is kind of lock in that rate. And then you can still shop around at least maybe in the next 24 hours to figure out whether that indeed is the flight you want to book. So it's kind of, I know it might cost you money, but it's usually a small amount of money, like under 10 bucks. So it's a small investment to kind of buy you a little bit of time. And then, you know, if you end up saving like 50 to a hundred bucks on a flight, like that eight bucks or 10 bucks or whatever you had to spend was totally worth the investment. Um, I get asked a lot of questions about hotels and should you stay at a hotel over an Airbnb? And the answer is always, it depends. I like both. Uh, A lot of people are still a little panic stricken to stay at Airbnb, but I've had really amazing experiences, but I'm going to be honest with you. I use a system, so I don't ever book an Airbnb where there isn't at least 25 uh, recommendations where I can actually read what the people wrote. It's really important to me because I want to see what type of people they are that have the Airbnb, Airbnb, what type of experiences, what type of communication do people have with them. And so I'm really finicky. I mean, I just scroll and scroll and scroll past so many different, you know, I'm sure amazing places because they just don't have enough reviews. And that's that's just a system I found because, you know, I mean, I mean, honest, right? You're going to stay in somebody else's house. Like, you don't know if there are creepy security cameras watching you the whole time. That just totally freaks me out. <laughs> Even the thought of it, I'm like, oh my God, should I put a robe on? Should I? I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's just one of those weird things that you kind of have to get over. But going to stay at places where they have all these reviews, at least you have some sense of comfort. And I always, before I book, I always email the the owner of the condo and or house and I ask some sort of random question about it. Even if I know the answer to the question, I still ask the question because I want to see how are they going to communicate with me. And that's really important to me, especially if I'm sending them a lot of cash to stay in their place. You know, it's just, it's just a different system than staying at a hotel because you are, you're staying in somebody's house. So you just kind of got to make sure that it's legit. And also, Ooh, this is a good thing to talk about. Um, we watched like a couple of months ago now, I think it was like on the CBS news or something like that. CBS Saturday morning news. They talked about staying at Airbnbs that have the carbon monoxide detectors And they have to list in the description whether they have that or not. And if they don't have it, you can actually buy a really, really cheap one that's still effective. You can get on Amazon. I think Target sells them as well. That you can travel with you, that you can put in the Airbnb rental. And we do this anyway, even if the rental says they have a carbon monoxide detector. But there have been some horror stories of people who have died in Airbnbs because they haven't had a carbon monoxide detector and there's been carbon monoxide leak and they died. There was one, was it last year or this year? Maybe you remember. It was in the, 
was it in Cancun? Somewhere down in Mexico. I can't remember the exact details, but there wasn't a carbon monoxide detector. And there was like a family of four, I believe, staying there and they all died because it's very, very lethal. So I don't want to scare you away from Airbnb, but you gotta be, you gotta be a little, you know, like on your toes with this stuff. So I'm a ninja at hotel rates. I don't know. It's something, I guess, in my DNA, (laughs) but I always check the hotel rates and the Airbnb. And again, I have kind of a system that I follow. I use TripAdvisor. I love TripAdvisor for the pictures of the like real pictures of what the hotel looks like, not like the shiny, glossy ones that the hotel puts on their website, because to me, those aren't real. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't really know what you look like. So I like TripAdvisor for that. Hotels.com's got some like pretty good deals. Also, Travel Zoo, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they come out with like a twop, top, twop, twop, it's not a thing, a top 20 list uh, every, is it week or month? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to actually look. But they have a top 20 list where they list kind of all of the, these different deals, and it could be a great place to get those deals. But even with those sites, I always search the hotel website because sometimes I can get a better deal or I can get a triple eight discount that will totally beat those sites. Then I also call the hotel front desk. So not the 800 number that routes you to some, you know, call center, but the actual hotel front desk. And I ask them, Hey, I found this price online for your hotel for these dates. Can you beat the online price? And I would say about seven out of 10 times they do, or they offer me a free upgrade or free breakfast or something really good. So it's definitely worth the time to call, but it's a game. It takes a little practice, a little time, but it's totally worth it if it saves you money. I mean, even if it just saves you 50 bucks or 25 bucks, it's just money you can use on the vacation for something else. I mean, I guess that's sort of the whole crux of my thoughts about money from what I've seen working with so many different people is if you can put all of these little chunks of money together, right? So you save on your flight, you save on your bags, you save on your hotel, you save on the food. It's all real dollars that you can either use on your trip or you can use towards something else you want to buy or towards clothes you want to buy for the trip, whatever it may be, put it in savings. I don't care. But the point is you've got better things to do with your money than just throw it at different things where If you just took a few extra minutes, there would be all these cool ways that you can save money. So the point is, look, the hotels, they want your business these days. They're shaking in their boots over Airbnb, certainly in some of the larger cities. And they're just willing to be a little bit competitive on this because they don't want to lose out to your dollars. So by calling the hotel front desk, you have some leverage in just like being a nice human being, being a really friendly person, ask how their day's going. Even if you don't really care, pretend like you care because it makes such a big difference. And I guarantee you they're going to treat you well and you're going to get something out of it. Maybe it's not a savings in the price, but again, maybe it's free breakfast, free parking, free upgrade. I mean, anything is better than nothing, right? So Airbnb again, we go back to that. Or VRBO, I've loved them, use them a lot. It's a total negotiation game. And sometimes you win and sometimes you don't. (laughs) But again, it's worth asking. So what I do is 
I find two listings, all right? So two properties that I like, and I ask them each if they're willing to negotiate on the price because I'm looking at another listing. So I kind of like pit them against each other. It's brilliance because they want you to stay at their place. So again, sometimes they don't knock off a lot off the price, but a lot of times they'll be competitive. And usually what I found is there's one of those two options that's going to be more competitive than the other, and that's just where I end up staying. And so I use this system every time. I know it's more work, but um, it does make a difference. And you would actually be surprised at what just like being a nice person and asking a few questions, the amount of money you can save. So on to food. Food is the best part of traveling, right? Like, let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) We get to eat out every single meal, get to have drinks, um, you get to eat all the stuff that you know you shouldn't eat, that you're going to pay for when you get back from wherever you're going. But it's hard when you travel a lot because, you know, I'm like constantly putting my body through this kind of jogging process between eating the stuff that's really healthy for me and then eating the crap when I travel. Um, And I know I've shared this trick with you before about our budget, but what we do is we actually put a certain amount of money each month on, eh, I should break it down to you each week because that makes more sense. We put a certain amount of money each week on a credit card that we use that has points and kind of all that good stuff. So it's more beneficial than our debit card, particularly for traveling, because if your debit card gets stolen when you travel, and let's say they deplete all the money in your bank account, it takes a few days, if not a week, before they do like the whole investigation, you get that money back. But on your credit card, you can just dispute the charge and it's so much easier. It's so much safer. So little like PSA moment here. Don't, uh, don't travel using a debit card. So we put a certain amount of money each week on this credit card. And then when we're traveling, I'll monitor it like every day or every other day just to see where we're at. And then, you know, I know trips can be fun and I always go over budget. So I'm never going to tell you like, you, you know, you can only spend a certain amount of money. Like that is just far too regimented for me. But what we try to do is keep the over budgetness in a little manageable range so that we don't freak out. You know, I used to not look at it all. And then we'd come home and I'd get so pissed that I didn't check it, that I wasn't analytical or, you know, on my kind of crazy money ways when we traveled and we went so over budget. And, you know, then it was like a process of trying to repair that over budgetness. So, at least if you're looking at it like every day or every other day, you have a feel of where you're going to be. We do some fancy meals, we do some cheaper meals, and then we always try to find a hotel that offers breakfast or that trick about calling the front desk. If I can get them to offer me free breakfast, that's like a whammy because that is probably about 30 to $50 we're saving each day between the two of us. Um, Again, not all the hotels offer great breakfast, but it's something, it's food to put in your belly and, you know, you're going to end up saving, saving some money. But I mean, alcohol is seriously where you're going to, you're going to lose it, where your money is going to go down that pipeline and 
you're going to love all the pina coladas and the Mai Tais and the fancy beers and everything that you're drinking, but you're going to go broke pretty fast with, with alcohol. So we use an app called, and a website called Happy Hour Finder. There are a lot of happy hour apps out there, websites. You know, you can either even look at Yelp when you go to a particular city. And so we're always looking for the happy hour because if we can drink alcohol at the happy hour and then not, maybe we have like one glass or something with dinner, that's a huge savings. Or we just go to the local store, get some stuff, you know, because that mini bar, that mini bar that's staring at you, it looks really good. But have you ever looked at the prices of the mini bar? They are downright scary. <laughs> and we just actually went on a trip where we were not smart enough. We got in really late and we didn't go out to the store. So we had to invade the mini bar. And when I saw the charges on the bill, I was just like, oh my God, Shauna, what have you done? <laughs> like the things I could have done with that money or the really nice meal I could have had, but we had to do it. We had to do it. So sometimes it's just a total necessary evil, right? And if you travel a lot, you know what I'm talking about. So I think, you know, this all goes back to kind of that goal getter plan I was talking about, which is really just fancy words for budget because I don't really like to say the word budget, but um, I, I'm just a firm believer through my own trial and error over so many years and dealing with other people's finances, looking at, you know, what they spend on trips that, you know, within like a few minutes a day, that's all it really takes. You can be so smart with your money if you just take a look at it a few minutes every day because you're going to know where your cash is going. And by knowing where your cash is going, it allows you to make smart choices. So the goal is that you can be in charge of your cash, not your cash in charge of you. And this goes for anything. This just doesn't go for travel, but travel is a place where you can really, you know, of course, spend a ton of cash. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, I've traveled on almost nothing because I needed to get away. And so I know it's possible to travel without a ton of cash. I also know that you can travel very luxurious, even if, if you got a lot of money. But I think the same principles apply, you know? Why would I spend all my money if I didn't have to? If I if I could use a few tips and tricks to save a hundred or so dollars every time I travel, why wouldn't I do that? Even if I had the money. I mean, that is one of the most important money lessons you can learn. And I have worked with a lot of people who have a crap load of money, like more money than you and I can even imagine having in our bank accounts. And they throw money around. And then when you open their eyes to what they could be doing with that amount of money, it's like light bulbs go off. And it, this doesn't, it doesn't just pertain to people who make a lot of money. It pertains to anybody. You have total control over where your spending goes and how smart you want to be. And so again, more money is more money. So by using a few of these tips and tricks, you can travel smarter, put the extra money in savings, or just put it towards all the other stuff that you want to do. It's just my two cents, but it comes from the heart. It's what I've done through trial and error. And so I got to share it with you because I feel like that first time that you use some of these ideas and you save yourself some cash, you're going to feel literally like you won the lottery. As always, I'm Shauna Game. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, 
shout it out on social media, tell them all about these amazing new travel tips that you learned, and head on over to the link in any podcast player that you're listening to this episode in and leave us a review. It means so much and it helps us grow the podcast. 